Welcome to Hacked in the Dark, a podcast featuring Forge in the Dark games and their designers. My name is Mark Cleveland, and I'm joined today by a very special guest, Emma Acosta, the author and artist behind Crescent Moon, a game about brave children on bold adventures, and the expansion for that, which was recently funded on Kickstarter called Exiles. Welcome, Emma. It's a pleasure to have you. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And so let's get right into it and talk about uh, your new supplement for Crescent Moon and some of the touchstones for uh, Exiles, since they seem to be a bit different from the thing we covered last year. So Crescent Moon is a feelings-delving role-playing game about brave children going on strange, whimsical adventures. These kids find themselves lost in a kind of patchwork dream world that seems to be informed by their own inner worlds. And a lot of the game revolves around finding a way out of it and back to their home. So it's a fortunate dark game, but it also streamlines a lot of Blade score engine to facilitate stories that are a bit quicker, a bit more lightweight, and that especially are non-violent. Oh, right. Yeah, Blades can be a little violent from the outset. Crescent Moon was different, and your new Exiles is as well. So let's talk about that. Sure. So I would say that actually um, there aren't that many touchstones uh, or media touchstones that I necessarily drew in for for the Exiles because a lot of it came from a pretty personal place. Yeah, that sounds important. Perhaps you can talk about that and how it relates to the touchstones of the game. As an immigrant and as a queer person uh, and just like also seeing my friends who deal with a lot of the same things, um, a lot of the tone of the story was really more influenced by those experiences that than by any media property necessarily. Um, but uh, it's actually coming a lot from illustrators. I would I, I've seen work like fantasy work in illustration that has really inspired me, and I think that's one of the main things that I've been drawing from. Uh, feel free to give some examples. Uh, for example, Erin Vest is a super big influence. Um, Sarah Kipin is a big influence. Also, Amy Thompson more recently has also been super important for me in conceptualizing like these characters that are fighting. And I, I think that also speaks a bit to how to me a lot of these different fields blend together. So. For a role-playing game, you would expect that my um, I would be drawing in from more uh, text-based mediums, but really, I think it's very visual. The kind of stuff that have inspired me, like these landscapes or these characters, and just thinking deeper about what their stories could be, and then waving that into my own personal experiences so it's just it's this very bizarre frankenstein of ideas i think that has brought 
the the game into what it is currently. Right, but that's one of the things that makes it so exciting. It, this Frankenstein quality, uh, but also the combination of skills from your team and from you seems you have a very diverse background. So could you talk about that? Sure. So I am a, an illustrator and game designer, and I've been working on art and games for the past few years, more or less. Um, and more specifically in RPGs uh, beginning from 2021, when I um, launched Crescent Moon. Uh, and then I've also been working on some other RPG-related projects on the side, be them writing or layout or art. It's like a bit of a, a bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about uh, with your background is how uh, art seems to influence what you're doing with your designs. Uh, there seems to be a strong tie there. Uh, maybe you could talk more about that. Yeah, I mean... I feel like I tend to focus on the game, of course, and making games is something that I really enjoy. Um, but I, I think that uh, at the heart of that is just interactive art and how you can blend together all of these mediums and add an interactive element to it. So um, a lot of what I've been doing so far, especially the stuff that I've published, are um, TTRPGs specifically, but um, I've also thought and done sometimes like in more academic context or more personal context, uh, just these weird objects. And it's kind of where I am um, trying to go uh, with my stuff, so uh, games are an important that uh, an important part of that um, of that concept, but they it it also goes a bit wider than that, and I think there's a lot of space for more ambiguous or um, yes for just more art that challenges your your expectations about is this a book is this a novel is this a, a picture book is it a game and i am really excited to be able to explore those um liminal spaces between what we consider to be like uh set mediums yeah it's fascinating how you're able to bring all that together and such a beautiful product uh, we should talk about how that uh, Crescent Moon work has informed the Exiles expansion, I think, at this point. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. So a big core of the game is that it's all ages. So although the narratives that you can tell in the base game sometimes do have that mature themes looming in the background, they are also supposed to be very kid friendly for younger players to be able to play and just have a good time with the game. So that's Crescent Moon, which I published last year. And then what I am doing this year is an expansion 
that um, takes the core premise of the game and kind of flips it upside down. So instead of uh, playing children who are trying to find a way back home, we are playing exiles that have been banished from the human realm uh, by their own kind, by the authorities in power, and have to fight their way back of this underworld that they find themselves in. So it, the core of the game is the same and many of the elements are the same. There are some shared world building bits, but we go from like very easygoing light stories into dark fantasy stories that like deal with more heavier themes and the characters are older too. So uh, we definitely see some transition from like younger kids to like young adults, essentially. Ah, fascinating. So will we be bringing characters then from Crescent Moon into this, or is this meant to be like a new character creation? Yeah, that's something that seems to come up often. And it's definitely something that's possible, right? Like even in the base game, uh, the base game already has three playsets that are these um, ways that you can kick off your story by um, adjusting the world building. So for example, there's a very classical kind of uh, 19th century fairy tale uh, playset. There's one that's a bit more adventurous where you're playing like a bit of older kids, some, like where you're playing uh, slightly older kids. And then there's one that's more, more urban fantasy. So there's definitely some potential for you to start with one playset and then do a bit of a season finale and then come back into the game with new characters or with your same character, uh, age older. And there's although the the playsets at, at a first glance at a first glance might look like they are pretty different, there's actually some um, interesting ways you can link them together. So. I would be very sad about your character if they ended up as an exile, but you can definitely go for that. Oh, you know some people will. Uh, that's partly why you're here. Uh, so let's talk about the Kickstarter. We can already see some of the fantastic art up on the page and also that it appears to be ending very soon, uh, perhaps right after this broadcast goes out. Uh, make Listeners, make sure you check out the page. Uh, go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, the Kickstarter is running right now. Uh, we've already gone past a couple of stretch goals and right now um, we are looking forward to being able to um, unlock a digital edition of the game. So there's actually a free blanket available right now on each. If you go to pocketcompass.itch.io uh, you will be able to find a pretty complete overview of all the new mechanics and setting information that will facilitate a game of the expansion as it currently is. And what we decided to do for the Kickstarter was to fund an extended physical edition. So the core of the game has already been written and what we are crowdfunding is the ability to make it into a book and also to print it with a lot of cool 
add-ons and then to also bring more collaborators into the team so they can contribute to the game with their own ideas and just experiences. Some of them are from the community, actually. Uh, there's Nichelle Schneider, uh, also known as uh, She Who Ships in Darkness, who is doing some stretch goal writing. There's also uh, Michael Pelletier or Jorik, who is uh, editing. He also edits Crescent Moon and so on. So Awesome. So it's all stretch goals from here on out. Uh, talk about that digital keeper stretch goal again and give us the link, which I'll put in the show notes. Yeah, it's ttrpg.link slash exilesks. And so there's also um, a digital keeper that will allow tables to basically have all their characters and their rules information and their dice rollers in a web-based app and be able to play the game that way. And then also we have some last collaborator who might uh, do some art, and I won't say who it is quite yet, but we are getting pretty close to bringing them on board. Um, but other than that, yeah, the project has been going pretty well, and we've already managed to uh, turn the game into a physical edition, right? With like all these kind of little box set setup that we have uh, thought for it, and then also bring Nichelle and Adam to do some contributions in writing. Very exciting. I'm sure you'll meet all your stretch goals. Let's talk about what Crescent Moon fans might find surprising about this new Exiles expansion. There's actually a few things that are different from the base game. A lot of them just kind of come down to the circumstances of the fiction. So, you know, we are no longer playing these um, offbeat kids. And because of that tonal shift, there are a lot of mechanics that have been adjusted to better fit the kind of characters that we are playing. So um, there's this element of the, the inner shadows of your character taking control of you and you having to deal with those. And those manifest uh, mainly with the blight mechanic and the blood dice. So, you know, we are always seeing characters have to um, balance whether they really want to go out for the violence, which is a big theme of the game, or if they want to try to not give in to that and to find other solutions. So whereas Crescent Moon is strictly non-violent, the Exiles is very much a game that puts violence on the table and it's kind of up to each individual what their relationship with that side of the mechanics is going to be. So that's a big change. There are moves now where you can just hurt people that definitely weren't in the original. And something that I am also very excited about is the landmarks. So in Crescent Moon, you really don't prep for much of the world in advance because because it is informed by the players or like the characters' um, imaginations. Like it's usually a matter of building new places as you go together collaboratively. But for the Exiles, I wanted to try something a bit more concrete. 
So as part of the full release, there's going to be a full point crawl map that you are going to be able to travel through. And each point has an adventure location that you can use to inform what each specific adventure is going to look like. So it's still very open because there are a lot of blank spaces that you can fill in with your own stuff, but also each location is packed with these um, areas and characters and items and threads. So you are definitely going to feel like you're actually exploring an unknown place rather than like exploring your own inner world, if that makes sense. And that's something that I am pretty excited about because it gives us, me and now the rest of the writers, an opportunity to flesh out more of the world that really in the base game only gets a little glimpse of. So that's also very much exciting. <laughs> That does sound exciting. Uh, and some of the new printed items look exciting as well. Maybe you want to talk about that forbidden set. Yeah, I mean, if by exciting you mean horrifying, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the forbidden set doesn't look horrifying to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the forbidden set is one of the things we were able to unlock with the Kickstarter. Mm. So it's basically this package that includes the book it includes character sheets it includes item sets and then there's a little envelope that you can use to put everything inside of it so yeah there's just an emphasis here in trying to make the expansion as easy to pick up as possible and then to also make it stand alone because and and this is something that i knew would happen uh some people are like, okay, I, I kind of like Crescent Moon, but, you know, um, fairy tale, uh, cute adventures aren't necessarily my cup of tea. And I am very much into this darker, uh, more mature take on the game. So that has brought new people in that although they might need Crescent Moon still to fill in the blanks and be able to make sure their game moves mostly i wanted to be able to facilitate them getting into the game as much as possible without needing to really read carefully super deeply the base game so yeah there's been a lot of effort in making that happen not only with the setup but also like with the rules explanations themselves in the expansion Sounds wonderful. Uh, I'm excited to see about the different playbooks or whatever options we might get. Uh, are we looking at um, a multiple playsets here, or is this a, a what are we looking at? This is technically a playset. It's just that whereas the other three playsets are about seven pages, this playset is about the size of the main game. <laughs> So it's just a very, very big playset. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So definitely more of, like you said, a standalone game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wonder if you've done anything with inventory or anything like that? Definitely. It, it's more of a thing than ever. Um, 
So in Crescent Moon, uh, one of the big features is that you carry stuff in your inventory and the, the inventory um, has physical slots that you use cardboard cards uh, to place each item. Um, yeah, I absolutely love that, by the way. That's great. And yeah, it's great. It, it's originally from Mouse Reader and I was super inspired by that. But I also took it into a much more narrative direction. And Mouse Reader is an OSR game. And in Crescent Moon, because the, the, the focus is so much on feelings, uh, you also carry stuff like memories in your inventory. And so there's a bit more of a metaphysical element to it, where you carry stuff that matters to your character, whether those are physical things or um, intangible things that still matter. And yeah, the Exiles just keeps on that same logic. Uh, what what might be interesting is, is that some things that were not items in the base game are items in the Exiles. And that kind of fits fits into this idea that we are still playing with more or less the same elements, but the elements um, are shifted and adapted into things you might not have expected. So there is an element of subverting those rules that Crescent Moon has laid down and that really speaks to the relationship that two games have at the moment where the Exiles kind of reflects on a lot of what Crescent Moon lays down and a, a way that it does that is specifically through those mechanics that are shifted ever so slightly that with the same elements you get a very different kind of story and a very different mechanical feel for the game. Yeah, I'm actually curious, uh, knowing a little bit about your game and some of the mechanics uh, about like the heart and shadow stuff and how that might have changed for the Exiles. Yeah, so in Crescent Moon, all characters deal with their shadows, which are these reflections of their characters that represent things that they are insecure about or fearful about. and that eventually give way to some kind of self-discovery, uh, which fits into the coming-of-age theme that Crescent Moon has. But it is very much emphasized that your shadow is not necessarily a bad thing, it's just an aspect of yourself you haven't accepted yet. Whereas in the Exiles, that is swapped instead for Blight and Tears. Ah, that sounds interesting. So talk more about that. So Blight is this force that awakens in you when you are essentially thrown into hell. And it's really the representation of violence, mechanically speaking. So Blight is what allows you to fight stuff. It's what allows you to wield weapons and to wield Blight Marks, which are kind of like these other worldly abilities that you can gain. And if you're familiar with Blades, this uh, is very... Um, reminiscent of the stress and trauma mechanics. So you basically have a pool of points that you can use throughout the game 
and those points can give you extra die or more or advantages in certain situations but once you run out of them you run out of them and your character is taken out of play so yeah blight is just a new way the characters have to deal with the struggles that are relevant to them so there's also the element of the undoings that is how kind of the previous idea of the shadow and the ways that it represents repressed aspects of yourself manifests in the expansion where you basically have these beliefs that you've been fed by your society and you have a track of those that you feel as you come closer to deconstructing and breaking away from those ideas that are just really hurting you and that's actually one of the main things you use to do advancement so yeah there's just a big emphasis on turning these fictional elements that are important to the characters and their struggles and their growth and then using them as ways to engage with the mechanics and engage with how you play your character in terms of like rolling dice and using abilities and that kind of thing so it's a pretty close relationship very nice very nice uh is there anything that you wanted me to absolutely ask you about while you're on the show this is kind of your quite your chance to throw a question at me to throw back at you <laughs> yeah no i think we've covered a lot of it um if anything i will just use the opportunity uh you gave me to ask a question to instead just blurt out stuff yes by all means uh tell us i really put a lot of love into making uh this expansion and i am really hoping that it will resonate with people in the same way that crescent moon has resonated with the public in general so I am really hoping that um, whether you are there for the fluffy coming of age stories or for the blood soaked fights or uh, whatever it is that draws you into that story that you manage to find something valuable in it and something that can reflect back on your own experiences which I think is really what this game is really about. Beautiful. So now uh, let's just find out where we can find you. Uh, tell us where to follow. All right. So if you um, want to find out more about uh, the games I'm developing, the best place to go is to pocketcompass.co or to pocketcompass.each.io. Pocket Compass is an independent art label I recently opened to publish these weird games and art and objects that I am making both solo and collaboratively with other people and also just for other people to publish their own things. Keep an eye out on that. <laughs> and if you just would like to see more of my work as an illustrator, you can also go to emma-acosta.art or you can find me online at spooky meals 
pretty much everywhere so yeah beautiful well i'm so glad we got you on uh listeners this has been a very special episode of hacked in the dark this is a podcast featuring forge in the dark games and their designers i'm mark cleveland and remember when it comes to design we all begin our journey as hacks in the dark thank you so much man this was lovely no 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 thank you one take <laughs>